0: You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt
1: Wilson. What's up Live Different Podcast listeners? I am here to tell you a little bit about something new we have launched via Under 30 Experiences, our new line of custom experiences open to any age, bringing together communities around the world. Literally, if you are a blogger, a fitness coach, a yoga teacher, or someone who has a community that you want to bring together to go on an amazing trip somewhere across the world, you should bring them down to Costa Rica. You should bring them down to Tulum, Mexico. We will organize your trip to Bali. We will go out there with Iceland with you and up to 20 of your closest friends, followers, community members, Open to all ages, custom-experiences.com. That's what's new with me and the whole Under 30 Experiences crew. If you haven't seen it, check that out, as well as our new trip to Thailand. You guys are going to love 10 days from Bangkok up to Chiang Mai in the highlands and down to the glorious islands of Thailand in Southeast Asia. Check us out. Under30Experiences.com And now, back to your regular, scheduled programming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilson, and today I am here with Diana Stovo, the author of Get Naked Fast, Stripping Away the Foods That Weigh You Down. Diana is the owner of The Retreat, A beautiful place that I had the chance to visit in Costa Rica Uh, and she is also launching a probiotic prebiotic bar which I'm really excited to talk to her about she has a wealth of knowledge on detoxifying your body becoming healthier has an amazing story and uh, I'm really excited to talk so Diana welcome
0: thank you thank you yeah there's a lot of things going on right now in health and wellness and I'm like you know right there (laughs) right there
1: (laughs) that's awesome i mean that i listen to so many podcasts and listen to so many uh read so many books on the subject that the wealth of information that's out there and now accessible to the world where before it was go to your doctor and get a pill uh, but now you can actually have the ability to take your health into your own hands and a an approach that actually prevents these things, so you don 't have to start thinking about it in uh you don 't just think about it when you get sick you can you can prevent all of the different ailments that are are so common in today 's world so yeah 'm I'm, I'm excited to to chat and uh maybe if you don 't mind sharing a little bit of your own story, uh, I think that'd be a great place to start
0: yeah, no, I will I actually want to um talk about what you just said because um one of the things that I see is there are a lot of books out there and books are really important to read because books are the ones that um, have done the research, have done the, you know, not opinion books, like real research books that can tell you the truth. If you're getting your information off the web or if you're getting your information out of media, you're really not getting correct information. And I think people get really, really confused and they think that they know, and I run across this all the time and sometimes I'm not very popular because, I demystify their belief systems and you know tell them that that's just a bunch of malarkey and that you know blah 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 and people wear their their health and wellness like a badge of honor you know they if they decide they're gonna be paleo or keto or they're doing some kind of diet or they're they're whatever they're doing in their life they they protect it because it's it's a belief system it's like a religion for them sure and and they don't want to hear anything else. They don't want to believe. And the I pride myself on being a guinea pig. Like I am a petri dish, and I'm not always doing well because <laughs> because I'm always trying something new. But I can't teach if I don't know. If I don't experience, then I'm worthless to to my clients, to my you know, to my guests. So um, it's really important that. Um, people recognize that there's so much more information out there than what they get. Um, Uh, Suze, can you ask her to not? I'm so sorry.
1: That's okay. No, no, no problem. I I appreciate, I'm sure that we, we can, but I appreciate you prefacing the conversation with that because there's so many people who just want to get on their soapbox and then they realize that they may be wrong about something that they believed six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, or or 10 years ago, if they've been uh, doing this for a career for a while, and that's how they make their money. And so they're worried about this. And then and they're slow to change, they become, the old, just like the old archaic system that we're working so hard to, to defeat. Uh, So yeah, I I really appreciate that sentiment from you, Diana.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very close to my, my heart because, um, you know, I battled myself and I have a, my history goes back to when I was a teenager and turns out I'm a very sensitive person. So I, I feel everything. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people like that who, um, go through life and, you know, an emotion will swell your body. Uh, uh, one food will change your, you know, skin tone. I mean, I'm just that girl. So at a very young age, I learned to use myself as a petri dish to learn to control. Um, my health, my the way I look, the way I feel, and all that. And I know there's a lot of people who go, oh, I never noticed. Like, I, I can eat this all day long, and then I don't notice anything. Or, oh, I never work out, and I'm just perfectly fine until later in life. And all of a sudden, bam, they're hit. Sure. And they're like, wow. And they learn nothing because they didn't have to. I was sort of forced to at a very young age. And I tried. In fact, when I was in my teens, um, I decided to go vegetarian. And, I mean, I think I was probably 12, 13 and then for a very long time, I didn't know it was called a raw diet, but I was on a raw diet for so long. I was making my own almond milk way back, <laughs> way back in the late 70s, actually. Wow. Um, early, yeah, early 80s. And so, um, but I didn't know what that was. And of course, then I got married and I started eating like my husband did, which was, you know, go to uh, sports bars and eat burgers and drink beer and That immediately affected my body and so I had to like, you know, realign myself with my truth and who I am and what I need to eat back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, trying to be normal because I see everybody else being normal. Why can't I be normal? And finally, um, I had my babies and I ended up having, I had to have, I had ectopic pregnancies. So I was pregnant eight times and I only had um, two uh, pregnancies to fruition one was twins and the other one was a singleton but those were done through in vitro fertilization well you know in vitro is just loading your system up with a bunch of drugs so again causing issues in my body being really sensitive so I blew up um, really unhealthy and very toxic um, turns out years later and I read I you know I, I was pre-med, I would tell you when I started college, I was pre-med, so it was an, an interest of mine, but then I had to pay my way through college and it became very difficult, so I kind of bagged out and went communications, blah, 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 ended up doing food, and here I am circling back around and reading, you know, uh, medical research papers, I just I love it, I love it, I should have been a doctor, I probably will be before I die, and, and I realized that, um, you know, my body was really teaching me so much about what I needed to know, and, um, turns out that ectopic pregnancies are from a candida overgrowth in your tubes, but nobody's actually documented that because they keep it hush hush under the research papers and nobody can explain ectopic pregnancies. But if you think about it, ectopic pregnancies is when the, the, um, the egg goes through and it gets stuck and then it starts to grow mm-hmm. in your tube and then your tube explodes. So that's why I didn't have, uh, babies normally. I wasn't infertile. Anyway, then I ended up doing in vitro, blew up, blah, blah, blah. I had to like recover, detox my body from all those drugs and, you know, learned a lot about myself along the way. Uh, Finally, uh, went back to my vegetarian and then completely raw diet and healed myself of not only did I have candida overgrowth, but I had E. coli I, had, um, I was precancerous in my stomach at the age of 33, and it was very scary. I had ulcers, bleeding ulcers, and I remember going to the doctor, and he said, um, I had to do a laparoscopy, and he says, you're raw tissue from the esophagus down. And I'm thinking, wait a second. So by the time I eat food, all the way down before I excrete the food, I'm raw tissue. Like, can you imagine that? That's a long way down. So it freaked me out. So I immediately changed my diet. I got rid of everything in my diet that was inflammatory, which is where Get Naked Fast came from, because I took away dairy, meat, sugar, wheat, caffeine, and alcohol, and within 10 days, there was a huge shift in my health. My skin, I lost 10 pounds. I just really saw a change. So I thought, wow, I'm really onto something here. And I slowly moved into a more raw diet and for two years was a solid raw vegan. And what it did is it cleaned my blood, it cleaned my tissue. They said I had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. And if you ask any doctor, they'll tell you, you cannot get rid of an autoimmune disease. And I'm here to tell you that that is a bunch of baloney. Uh, Autoimmune disease is not something that you're, you know, again, not a badge of honor. It's something you can heal I hear that with IBS, I hear that with celiac, and people are like, oh, no, it's an autoimmune disease. My body's working against itself, and that's just, I can't accept it, because your body doesn't work against you, it works for you. The only time it works against you is when you're going against what your body's asking for. Then it works against you. It says, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? So here I am healing myself, learning, and then subsequently, I began healing other people and helping them. And as an Intuit, I began to really look at what people were going through from uh, 10,000 feet up, you know, starting from 10,000 feet up, looking at their overall lifestyle, looking at their overall health, and then getting into the microscope and asking, you know, what's really going on here? So I think a lot of people come at it from two different angles. They, you know, most people have a set rule this is what you should do and this is how you should live and this is it and this is going to work and that doesn't work for everybody and other people um you know just they, they follow whatever guideline they're not paying attention that each person is individual you know why when i was 13 years old if i ate a hamburger you know i was sick in bed for two days why why'd the girl next to me eat four of them and she was fine hanging out at the beach partying i don't get it we're different we all have different microbiota. We all have different microbiome systems. We have different uh, metabolisms. Every single thing is different in each and every one of us. And so we have to address that when we're looking at somebody's health and wellness. But the one thing I did know is that when you when you eliminate the foods that are causing your body inflammation, you you automatically start the process of healing. It's an automatic detox without having to put anything more into it. You take the junk out and whatever's left is going to be a positive. So that's where the book Get Naked Fast came from. And then years later, um, I began, uh, you know, I went through menopause, I'm 52 years old. I went through menopause and that rocked my world. It ended up causing me, you know, a lot of anguish and, I ended up getting divorced and blah, 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 and and somehow landed at the retreat Costa Rica. Um, It was a house that I turned into a retreat. And the idea was to make available all this information for people to come and feel good, feel good in their body naked, feel good about themselves. And so we only serve the finest food, uh, foods that don't cause uh, inflammatory response, we provide a very relaxed atmosphere of beauty and lightness um, it's on a crystal mountain which is a total fluke couldn't have chose that if i was looking for i it. was gonna <laughs> ask
1: you about that because when uh when i got the tour and they told me that I, I thought okay that's interesting i i don't exactly know what that means or what the implications are but uh yeah maybe later on we could we could get into that. Well, I can people... tell you.
0: I can tell sure, you right sure, now. Yeah, if you carved, in, if, you car- if you carved into the mountain, you probably have crystal quartz. You'd have, you know, a quarry. Wow. We're on, we're on a crystal quartz mountain, and all, and all the water that goes through it is is in a stream, and so you're drinking this crystallized water. And as this, as the river goes down, there's a gold mine. And actually, we do gold mine tours because, um, and and there's a like a waterfall that we take people to it's one of our best tours and we just walk over and everybody jumps into the crystal waters and the gold aligned waters and usually they'll take a quartz with them and you know they'll pick it up a lot of it's been picked over um but still they come through the mountain as the water flows so uh, it's kind of cool and what happens is when you put your feet on the property like it's it's jarring It's actually palpable. The energy shifts. And people will be crying by day three. It's just phenomenal what happens there. And I'd like to take full credit for it because, you know, that would be really awesome if I was that powerful. But I'm not. It's completely done by the crystals. And even the staff is affected by it. Like each and every person who comes onto my property has a shift in their life, a huge one. And if they can't, Maintain the growth and the positive changes that are happening. They end up leaving and Those who want to push through it and be part of the transformation They stay and they get better and better and better and so do the guests the guests come They think they're coming to a hotel. They think they're coming to a retreat blah 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 By the time they leave they're crying and they're booking their next trip. We have such an amazing um, uh, What do you call it? Re- regroup uh, the people who come back often Sure, rebooking we call it. yeah rebookings it's amazing they, they literally are checking out and booking their next trip we have people who go there on accident because they're like oh yeah i'm just going to stop for a day as i'm making my way over to you know tamarindo or something and they cancel their trip and stay that's how amazing and powerful it is and if you look around and you think okay this is beautiful the food's fantastic the staff is really great but what makes it so special it's 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 you can't even you can't even put your finger on it can you, you can know? you
1: tell me a little bit more about the idea of the crystals because uh, i understand of course that uh everything is matter and crystals have a different structure of matter that are going to affect all of the energy around you and, it, and it's very put, difficult uh, at least for me to put this into scientific terms, you know, I understand uh, the properties of grounding when you walk on the bare earth and you are absorbing uh, the electrons from the earth and you're discharging all of the uh, all of the uh, the charge like the static charge that you build up during the day being on your computer and being on your devices and uh, it helps reset your circadian rhythms which tell you to wake up and go to sleep. So I understand that part of it and I've, I've heard some interesting things. There's a guy by the name of Paul Czech who talks about running your water through crystals and I know it sounds really crazy probably to anybody who's listening. But this is a really credible, uh, this is a really credible guy. And so who who actually does understand the science behind it. Could you tell me a little bit more about how the how having a yoga retreat on crystals would actually help someone feel or make someone feel differently?
0: Sure. Well, I'm not as scientifically profound as I'd like to be on the subject. However, um, what I do know about crystals is is they are in constant transformation on their own. Remember, they're constantly growing and changing. And it's the light energy and the earth energy and all the things that come in that transform it from dirt to crystal to gold to any kind of metals that are, uh, you know, malleable. So these things are constantly shifting and changing. Being on dirt is absolutely very grounding because you're connected to the Earth's core. You put your feet on dirt, you put your feet on sand, and you're getting deeper into the Earth's core. Uh, You're getting a connection to, um, really, the vibration of the planet, which makes you no longer this entity that's not part of the planet, but connected to the planet. And if the planet is constantly shifting and changing, and if the universe is constantly shifting and changing, and then you're connecting to it, then that makes you something that's malleable. So now you put the crystals in it. So you're looking at an area that's particularly shifting at a rapid rate. You're not looking at just one area that happens to be dirt all the way down until it gets to the core, which is all crystals and rocks and and metals. These are nature, right? But you're in an area that's actually shifting and changing and uh, transforming on a constant, on a constant positive vibration and moving so imagine when you connect to the earth in an area that's already connecting and growing at a rapid rate imagine what's going to happen to you
1: sure because you're you're aligned right and we are all matter part of this earth you know we're 70 percent uh water or or so don't quote me on the number but it's something like that and uh, we are what we eat and so if we're putting chlorinated fluorinated water into our bodies well then we're gonna have a a less uh, we're gonna have a worse molecular structure in our body than someone who puts the finest ingredients into into their body and I got the chance uh, when I went to visit the retreat to be able to Uh, walk in the backyard with the chef to the to the huerta to the to the garden there where you literally are taking the vegetables and the fruits right out of the earth and bringing them in chopping them up and eating them as well as uh, chopping them up and making your own spa products. This concept of farm to spa I thought was was really cool. Uh, Do you think that you could Expand a little bit, Diana, on the concept of you are what you eat, uh, as we've yeah, kind, totally. of, as we kind of have discussed, you are the environment that you are already in, which includes the air that you're breathing and, and all of these things. But how about what you put into your body? I think that would be a good little segue. Well,
0: yeah, what you put into your body and what you put on your body. Sure. I mean, 60, 60% of what you put on your body is absorbed, 60%. So if you're putting chemicals on your body, you're absorbing chemicals. If you're putting uh, herbs and fresh sea salts and uh, cane sugars on your body, then you're absorbing that as well. So um, think about that with the farm to spa. We try to make everything as close to the earth as we can. And it actually has a more profound effect, really, ultimately than any kind of chemical. A chemical may have an immediate reaction, but then it'll have a counter reaction. As most chemicals do so it's the same thing with food Um, there's this movie I just gosh what's it called I called health matters or something Um, there's a current movie out that shows when you're eating something and I love how it just it it's it's made up I'm sure it goes inside your body it shows how your cells are reacting immediately to food that is true, that's exactly what happens. It's like when you drink a green juice, it automatically goes into your liver, starts dumping waste into your you know, intestines, into your colon, and you have an automatic detox reaction. A Couple days of that, you feel great. 10 days of that, you're like a whole new human being. Imagine the opposite of putting dead material into your body, or putting, putting things that are chemicalized or uh, processed into your body. Your body has that same negative reaction, and over time, you know, it, it starts to show and not only in your, um, not only in your personality, but um, in your body type and your mental health and your hormones and every single thing, it hits every single thing. You know, it really blows my mind. You ever see older, older people, and they've got, I don't know, something happens to them, they're hunched over, um, their nose looks like they're growing something on it. You know? sure. You're looking, you're looking at you're like, How is their skin that way? And then you look at other people and they're growing older and they're delicate and they've got wrinkles, but it's it's delicate wrinkles. It's more, and you ask them what their diet is and it literally changes them. The people who are like growing, I don't know what, on their face and, and they're hunched over are, you know, they've got a typical American diet, you know, from, I don't know, maybe it's not so typical anymore, but the sad diet and then you look at the people who are just aging gracefully, and they eat really healthy. It really does affect you. They say sugar and alcohol hit wrinkles. Number one, sugar is the number one wrinkle causer. Okay. Oh,
1: interesting. I hadn't heard that.
0: Yeah, it's the number one wrinkle causer. And of course, if you add wine to that, you know, you can put people in categories. I can look at somebody and tell you what they drink, what kind of alcohol they drink. You can you can actually look at the body type of somebody and tell them what kind of food they're eating. It's wow. just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And you when you see. You can
1: certainly tell by their teeth what they've been drinking.
0: Exactly. Yeah, right, red wine. Sure, sure. That's <laughs> but, a dead but giveaway. I, I think of some people who've got skin and it's like bulbous almost. It's, it's candida. They've got candida in their skin and on their face. And it's coming out in, in their pores. So it, there's so many things that are affected by their health. And the first thing people do when they're not healthy is they go to the doctor. And then the doctor prescribes a medicine, and it's instead of looking at their diet, you know, I have a girlfriend who, bless her heart, she's always been in shape. She was a marathon runner, you know. She ate pretty much anything. She lived on coffee and white wine. She was a big drinker, and not a great drunk either. But you know what I mean. That that girl that I used to call them the shards. They were just like, you know, around five o'clock, they started drinking Chardonnay. They wouldn't stop until the night and they'd start again with coffee the next day. Super skinny, super in shape, but coffee all day, Chardonnay at night. And you're like, oh my God, they're so skinny and they work out and they do marathons. Well, she announced that she had cancer when she was about 47 years old. I wasn't surprised. I saw her diet. I knew what she was putting in her body every day. And immediately she calls me because she knows I've cured a lot of people. And, of course, I said, you know, the first thing you need to do is get rid of your coffee and your your wine. And she's like, what? That's my primary diet. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do? And I gave her some suggestions. And then I didn't hear from her. So I don't know. Maybe she took it. Maybe she didn't. Who knows? Um, I know she went and did, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, when you have chemotherapy. There you go. Oh, jeez. And. And she did chemotherapy, and she did a whole bunch of other things, and then she was in remission. I saw it on Facebook, and then she, uh, you know, a year, and two years later, she contacted me, and I was in New York City, and she says, "Hey, do you want to get together?" And I said, "Absolutely!" And I saw her, and, and she looked amazing. She looked amazing. She looked younger than ever before, and she had all that skin that what I call that bubbly skin. You see, like where their pores, and she looked amazing. She was lean. As usual but, but even more so but her skin looked fair and she looked young and she said yeah I've been in remission but I've had cancer like four times since then in two years and I said what have you done she goes I went on your diet Wow she says I just I don't eat any meat I don't eat drink any alcohol anymore I don't have any dairy and she's in remission she was stage four she was stage four
1: She's and, and you know, not to not to just pile it on, but long endurance exercises like marathon training is a tremendous stress on the body, which most people don't ever fully recover from. Most research is showing now that high intensity training or interval training with proper amount of rest and not just get not just run it going out and running a dozen miles uh, is far better for you at this point they totally yeah they really talk about um if you have you know if you're battling something like cancer definitely don't be doing lots of endurance work um i think that's that's very important so that diana if people out there are listening and they're thinking okay we get it we want to live longer we want to Uh, look great naked we want to be able to you know avoid things like cancer it sounds like you have an elimination diet uh, lined up so that people are going to be able to understand what their body reacts to and they're gonna feel better you know after 10 days like you said Uh, and they may feel worse at, at first for sure uh, but could you talk a little bit more about what some of the first steps for people who are listening to this could be
0: yeah totally I mean well the get naked fast is about um, eliminating the foods that we are stripping away and and the reason I say that is because I call I call the nose the no nos. K N O W know the nose it doesn't mean that you can't have them it just means you need to recognize what they are and and make them a smaller part of your diet not the main part of your diet, and if you look at people on a daily basis and what they eat, what I'm gonna, what I'm just about to tell you is literally the majority of what people eat. So it's no dairy, no wheat, no sugar, no meat, no caffeine, and no alcohol. Now, most people would be like, "That's everything I eat." So <laughs> n- know your nose. So if you get up in the morning and you have toast and eggs, and you know. Orange juice from a jar, from a can. Then you're basically eating sugar, uh, bread, and eggs. So what 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 else could you have in place of that? Substitute something out that makes sense for you. You know, maybe it's an avocado on whole grain toast, or you know, sprouted wheat, or I don't know, or sprouted grains, to- whatever, spelt bread. I'm um, I mean, just find something that works for you, um, and slowly start. Taking your diet, take, taking it apart piece by piece and looking at what you're eating and making little shifts and until you don't eat that as a majority. Most people will go and have a sandwich at lunch, which has processed meats on it, um, bread again, mayonnaise, hopefully a lettuce or a tomato. So woohoo, yay. Um, and then, <laughs> then they'll have a soda or they'll have a, a frappuccino or something. And then at dinner, it's lasagna, pizza, I mean the basics, right? Or they'll have a big piece of steak or piece of chicken. Um, with some pasta, who knows? So really, they've had no greens, they've had no fruit, uh, they've had no nuts, and they haven't eaten anything from the earth. And that's where we go awry, is that people are mostly eating um, the basic foods that are available everywhere, and they're not looking at the overall picture. If you eat 20% of the nose, then you're okay. A cup of coffee for breakfast, okay? Put coconut cream in it. Don't put don't put a, you know, or almond cream. Don't put uh, milk in it. Don't put heavy cream in it. Um, if you're going to have breakfast, maybe have a smoothie. Maybe have a green juice. Maybe have a green smoothie. If you're going to have lunch, maybe have a big salad with lots of vegetables on it. If you're going to have dinner, maybe have a, a cream of vegetable soup or, you know, a nice salad or some steamed vegetables or a baked potato or sweet potato. You know, yummy stuff. Yummy stuff that actually feeds the body. And doesn't take away from your health. So like at the retreat, for example, we make homemade granola. Um, it's mostly nuts. And we use some oats. And we use um, coconut sugar, which is very low glycemic. And uh, natural oils, coconut oil. And it's delicious. We use we do have a goat yogurt because it processes in your body better. We make fresh eggs, farm fresh eggs if they want them. But we serve all kinds of fruit and three different kinds of juices. And we do a chia pudding. So there's more than enough food to eat for breakfast, and people love it. Um, and most people will opt out of the eggs, or they'll have the eggs, and it really depends on their protein needs. You know, some people actually need the protein, and I'm not against it. All I'm po- pointing out is that we eat too much of it.
1: I completely um, agree. Could you elaborate a little bit on that because <laughs> a lot, everybody, you know, it's the typical. Oh, how do you get your protein? And sure, I eat meat and I lift weights and do. Big compound exercises, and I I like having muscle mass uh, for for athletics. But I don't feel that I need. I mean, you know, I used to just have a huge steak and and love every second of it. And uh, now, you know, now I could never do that. I occasionally eat meat, but if there's no antibiotics, if it's been fed, you know, grass exactly. fed, clean sources, uh, you know, I'm not eating the the standard eggs from the grocery store. I have the eggs from my farmer that, that I know feeds you know good stuff and not just you know king corn. Uh, so could you talk a little bit about how much protein that a human actually needs? And it's going to be different for everyone, of course.
0: Absolutely, and I'm, I love that you're saying that because that is probably your attraction to Costa Rica, is being able to go to your farmer and get some eggs. Sure, and you can hear too. It's just we're lazy. You know, we're so used to in the US, we're so used to just going to the grocery store and buying it in a package. So it's, it's available. Um, it's just that people aren't buying it as much. So it's not as available. And, you know, everything, and even Costa Rica, bless their heart, they've got, they've got their, you know, their systems too where you sure. can't always find the best of the best.
1: Well, I find it diff- more difficult here because you have to go to the farmer because you certainly don't want to walk into a supermarket in rural Central America like I live because that's the, you know, that's just the stuff that big corporations are trying to get people to bottom feed on. You know, it's, they, they, yeah, that's all processed stuff. So if I have, if I'm going to, to live down here, I need to know the farmer because there's no, you know, there's not many organic choices in the grocery store in the U S it's easier in that regard.
0: Well, I feel so blessed because literally our water is from the spring from the crystal spring and we have our own organic organic garden. So, I mean, the retreat serves some of the finest food and it's not raw and it's not vegan. It's just, we're so lucky and we've really built upon that to make sure that we're, we have a lot of available good food um, because we, we couldn't rely on the, the resources to give us what we wanted. Um, but as far as protein goes, um, I definitely was one of those raw vegans who said it's all a bunch of baloney that you don't need your protein, um, that you can get it from your vegetables and you can get it from your grains and you can get it from your, um, nuts and seeds and blah blah blah, um, but then, about five years ago, um, I went from this very thin, very thin, almost gaunt thin raw vegan to um, starting to get very fluffy, like hugely fluffy like suddenly, my arms were covered in cellulite and my 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 muffin top was getting bigger, and I was going what's going on here and I was asked to do an to mc the the raw what is it, Raw Living Expo in Sedona. And I remember standing on stage and I was feeling kind of fluffy and getting old fast. And I looked out into the sea of all these raw vegans and a good portion of them, I wouldn't say all because, you know, there's eight, there's different blood types, but a good portion of them were looking a lot older than they should. And a good portion of them were looking a lot heavier than they should. If you're eating a raw vegan diet, you should not have excess weight and cellulite and fluff on you and so i started to do some research and i had my blood done and it turns out i was going catabolic catabolic is when your body starts to eat its own protein Mm. because it's not enough and i didn't know that and of course i'm an o i'm an o negative blood type so you know i haven't really eaten for my blood type i haven't done that whole thing because i've never loved meat because remember i was a vegetarian when i was 13 but um, I did eat. Che- I did eat some fish. and I did eat some cheese when I was younger, and I did eat eggs. That was my vegetarianism. You know, <laughs>
1: that was my my version of vegetarianism. Sure, that's what worked for uh, you intuitively.
0: Exactly. So, flash forward. Um, I get my blood work done, and the guy's like, "You've got to eat eggs. You need to get some some protein in your system," and and I did because I was going. I was menopausal. So I was menopausal and getting fluffy. Uh, everything's turning around everything that was working for me no longer worked for me, and my body went into shock so then I started eating eggs again and then I started eating meat my My system started to change. I got strong again, and my you know I definitely got more muscle tone, um, but I definitely gained more weight too. It was definitely higher up and then I had another set of, of issues because it's like when is it too much? When is it not enough? How much protein do I need? How much is you know how do you combine it and So, you know, I, I, again, being like a Petri dish, I had to test my body and I'm constantly testing it to see how it works. But the one thing I've learned is that your body does not need as much protein as you think. Between 40 and 60 grams a day is more than enough. Your body feeds on protein. So, and it makes more protein. So if you give your body, and I I say, you know, I'll have like maybe two eggs every three days. I don't need enough. What you need is complete proteins, and a complete protein is a a complete amino acid profile of nine amino acids. If you're eating spinach, for example, spinach is like 70% protein, okay? The problem is it only has eight amino acids, so it's missing one to make it a complete. So you have to combine it with something that has that missing link. So let's say, for example, it's brown rice, okay? So if you have brown rice and sautéed spinach, you have a complete protein. Well, not we're not going to sit there and like evaluate how many amino acids are in each thing. It's like counting calories. You know, come on, it gets exhausting for us to sit there and go, wait, my bean doesn't have it's missing it's missing L L arginine or you know <laughs> or whatever. And sure. Like, Run, go get me some L arginine. So, um, so it's just easier to eat a complete protein, and animal protein is a complete protein. All right, um. It's easy to get 40 to 60 grams because that's really all you need to build on your own proteins. Uh, Depending on your size, depending on your female, male, what your body type is, what your blood type is. And even A-type bloods don't even need that much. They're perfectly fine being vegetarians. Can you tell me a little bit more
1: about the blood types? Because I would understand why you would want to take a a blood panel and a complete hormone panel, especially after you went through menopause or you've had... Hormonal changes in your life, and then you can adjust your diet to be able to adjust your your hormones. Um, but yeah, tell me about the blood type and how that determines how much protein you need.
0: Well, I'm not an expert in the blood type um, diet, and um, and I could nerd out on you all day long because this is like my favorite subject
1: to talk I've, about. N- yeah, blood I've blood never I've nerd of head, heard of this, so I'm I'm curious. <laughs>
0: But but in general, the idea is um, O type have been around forever.
1: Okay, so we're like
0: the we're like the cavemen. So and uh, and a lot of the paleo diet and a lot of um, that diet is based on the caveman diet, which is you know uh, vegetables and and meats. You know, kill a dinosaur and eat it, and you know, dry it for jerky, and then just live on it all winter long. Um, so that's the idea of O's. So O's generally can eat, they're the most universal and they can eat everything, but they need protein, animal protein. This is what the O, the blood type diet says. Um, then you've got the O positive, same thing. And then you've got, um, B, B negative, B positive, and they can go either way. They can eat meat. They can be vegetarian. They don't need that much. They're, they're more equally balanced. O's seem to need more protein in general. B's are kind of like, mm, yeah, they can, you know, they need to have some, but not terribly. A, Bs tend to be less protein. Um, and that, of course, that's a combination A, B. And then A's can be vegetarian. And you can see in body type, O's are strong. They've got big muscles. They tend to be more grounded, a little, little heavier in the bone density and muscle density. Um, B's are more uh, kind of average weight. In general, they tend to be a little bit more um, uh, even. Let's call, it, let's call it size medium. Okay. And then A's tend to be very petite. They tend to be very uh, skinny. It's those skinny arms that can never grow. You know, you can see it in somebody. If you see someone thin, ask them what their blood type is. I bet you they're an A. Very seldom are they, yeah, very seldom are they a B or an O. Um, but O's, if you see people who are muscular, but very, you know, you see people who are lean, but muscular, they tend to be O's. It's not always right. But what's interesting is I had my, um, iridology, my eyes red once and I'm an O type. And since I was a vegetarian and vegan for so long, she said, you know, you've, your, your body type is an A. She says, but I can see in your eyes that you've changed it. You've literally transformed it. And that's why I was so thin. Wow. Because I had transformed it by not eating any meat. But eventually, my body kicked in, and it, it rejected it. Hmm.
1: That, Experience. That's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I've, of course, had uh, complete blood panels done through things like Wellness FX that have had me make uh, dietary changes, and uh, through 23 Me and getting my uh, genome sequenced they were able to tell me actually about detox pathways uh, and what genes that i had that i was which meant that i was susceptible for those genes to be become activated and okay if you don't watch out uh, your the gene that makes you susceptible to heart disease and saturated fats could turn on or you know it immediately told me don't eat dairy because on both sides of my family i have genes for lactose intolerance um and on and on and on the list the list went but if anybody's interested in that i would i would highly recommend uh looking into your genetics yeah um yeah, exactly. Di- so Diana, but more, but more yeah, go ahead.
0: But more importantly is testing your body, honestly. Because, you know, your body shifts and changes and its needs and desires change equally at all times. And I think it's important, you know, not to listen to the hype and to follow what feels good for you. It's really fascinating because like, for example, apple cider vinegar, I'll use that as an example. Everybody's oh my God, it's the best thing in the world. I Ever since I've been taking it, my whole body detoxes, I feel so good, I've lost weight, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just can't even stomach it. And then when I got tested, it turns out I'm allergic to it.
1: Oh, interesting. So,
0: yeah. I mean, why am I allergic to it? I have no idea. I just was never, I never wanted it. I never craved it. I couldn't I couldn't swallow it. Hmm. So, so... You know, it, we fall into the hype. That's why you're reading the web and watching the news is not going to give you the information you need. Your body is the only thing that's going to give you the information you need.
1: Yeah, and you have and, to and, experiment.
0: Yeah. There's a woman who came to the retreat and she was actually media. She came in and she was waving her vegan flag like there was no tomorrow. You know, I'm vegan and vegan and vegan. Well, we do a really mean vegan food. I mean, because that's my specialty. So we do great vegan food at the retreat. But all she wanted was rice and beans. Well, we don't do rice because we don't do grains, <laughs> right. and you know, can't live on beans. So she was like, "But I'm vegan." She was very, very sickly looking. I'm be honest, and she was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, "I just don't know why I have these dark circles under my eyes, and I don't know why, and I don't, and I have a stomach upset." And, and she just went on. She was crazy like that, like she was manic. And I just looked at her one day, and I go. You're not going to like me for saying this, but eat some eggs. And and she goes, well, "What do you mean?" I go, "You need to eat some eggs. You your your eyes are really sallow, sallow and black, and I feel like you're just not getting enough protein." And she's like, "Well, I I, I could probably handle the eggs. because I won't kill an animal. I just want you know." She was on she was on her vegan soapbox, so sure. she did. She started she started having eggs every morning, and within three days, she looked healthy she's like I feel great my stomach hasn't hurt so she was a mess and but she was so stuck on being this vegan that she couldn't see that her home body was like rejecting her choices
1: right falling into the dogma following the following the religion of of veganism
0: it's exactly right which is why uh, if if I may talk about the truth bar sure I was so the Truth Bar was developed a couple of years ago when I was working with um, NBC Universal in this, uh, this uh, uh, infomercial and they asked me to write a diet plan and for this uh, exercise called Tabata. And we did a case study for a month and the diet turned out to be extremely successful. And of course, there was vegan options, but it had meat in it. Um, and it was called the 202060. It was 20% oils. You know oils and fats, uh, 20% protein and 60% good carbohydrates. Good carbohydrates meaning vegetables, uh, slow-burning beans, uh, some fruit. So it was a 60% vegetable diet with 20% meat and 20% oils. And people were getting cut up and muscular and lean and they were loving it. The diet, the exercise was great too, but even after the exercise program was done, the diet was far superior. So, they asked me to create a bar or a whole uh, line of nutritionals. And so I did. Turns out that it, there was a lawsuit and, you know, all the blah, blah things, the bureaucracy that happens with that. And I ended up with 14 products. And the guy who did the infomercial said, hey, let's bring this uh, product to market. And he goes, let's start with the bar. So I had this 20, 20 60 bar. And I took it, um, which I created, and it was delicious and everybody loved it. And it was loaded with fiber. It was loaded with prebiotics and I just didn't feel good about it. I couldn't sleep at night because it didn't feel right to me to bring out a bar. You know, I just wasn't, it wasn't part of my integrity. And I said, I got to do something better. I got to make it better. And I said, I really want to put probiotics in it because probiotics and prebiotics together can heal the microbiome and actually um, help people by eating basically a candy bar, but a low sugar, high good fat uh candy bar he's like well where's the protein where's the protein where's the protein where's the you know you know that one it's got to be a protein bar you need like 20 grams of protein you need i said no i can't do that i can put 10 in if that's like what you need that's fine but i'm really not hung up on the proteins so anyway i created this bar it was a hit it's continued to be a hit it's an amazing bar um i do have two that are um only have three grams of protein and those are more Uh, energy hormone probiotic prebiotic those are coconut and coconut raspberry and then i have the protein ones that we have rice protein and a little bit of whey and when i say a little bit of whey in a vat the size of china you know it's like maybe uh, a barrel of whey it's the the percentage of whey that's put in there is just to lift the proteins up for people who are hung up on protein
1: right I, Um, i can't do whey you know for for me for example but that's that's a perfect uh, yeah, yeah. That's a perfect example of you have to know what works for you.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so we're trying to be you know well we have two we have a vegan product and then we have the whey product, but um, yeah, whey doesn't bother me. But remember, whey is a vegetarian food. It's at a non dairy state, and it very few people get affected by whey in a bad a negative way. And if you're non dairy, it is considered non dairy. Unless you have a reaction, and again, very few people, but some people can't handle the milk pro uh, the proteins, not the because there's no there's no dairy fat in it. There's just dairy proteins.
1: Right. So even, people
0: are sensitive to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even that all boiled. I, I guess it's milk all boiled down, or or however it it works. Yeah. It's it's non dairy, but no, not it doesn't work for me. But that's important. Again.
0: Do you do, you do ghee? Can you do ghee?
1: i do do i do ghee and that does not bother me surprisingly
0: so so whey is literally when your milk rots right mhm the all, all the all the dairy fat and uh, thick protein goes to the top and all the bottom is liquid so okay. the liquid the liquid down below is the whey
1: huh so i guess i can skim off the top but maybe the the bottom is too dense for me. I don't know. Or maybe it's the proportion in which I use. I think it's used. D- what, interesting.
0: What, it is interesting. I would try whey. I would try whey separate from anything else you put in your body and see if what kind of reaction you have. Because if it's dairy that you have a reaction to and you don't have a reaction to ghee, then you shouldn't have a reaction to whey.
1: Yeah. However, you know, I, I, maybe it's just because I cook with a little ghee and, uh you know, it's not like I'm dumping it all over my foods, but if I have a scoop of uh, bulletproof whey protein from grass-fed cows, and it's supposed to be a really pure source, no, I uh, it upsets my stomach and I fart a lot. So that's not really fun uh, to be around. That's
0: because they put. That's because they put inulin. Hmm. It's there's in, there's inulin in there. It's not the way. Inulin.
1: Yeah, check check it out. out.
0: Check it out. Check it out, and write me. I want to know what's in that because it's not the way.
1: Okay, I will. I will definitely check it out. Diana, could we? I know we don't. We could. Geez, we could really talk for forever. I want to go back to. Thank you for sharing me that you fart a lot. uh, You know, I wanted. I wanted (laughs) you and the rest of the world to know what because that's the sign. You know what I mean? That's yeah, totally. It's important for when people say, "Oh, I can't do." Uh, I can't do whey, you immediately asked, you said, well, well can you not do whey? Or, or you know, I, I heard you saying, are you just saying that because uh, some genetic test told you about milk uh, or uh, dairy? But no, it's literally because I, yeah, that's the red but if flag. You're using,
0: <laughs> but if you're using a scoop of protein and you're putting it in your shake or whatever, look at what else is in there. Because sure. I'll bet you it's the inulin.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting. I will look at the inulin. I wanted to, Diane, I wanted to go... Uh, we might have to, we could talk forever. And uh, we can actually, I'm, I'm free still for another, for, for a little while. But um, I wanted to go back to what you said about caffeine, because I'm sure you're breaking so many people's hearts. I recently have experimented with coming off of coffee. And I was a two cups of coffee person every morning. I absolutely loved it. It was my favorite part of the day. I was definitely addicted. I got headaches the first week when I came off. And then I started to realize that, oh, wait, that really starts to that really triggers my anxiety in the morning uh when i do when i did add it back in and so i will still have a cup or two a few cups of coffee a week Uh, mainly on the weekends when i'm less stressed has been my strategy and so caffeine definitely is something that i need to stay away from and i'll still have green tea and i'm not too crazy after that Um, but i wanted to hear a little bit more especially because people do talk about Uh, coffee being able to prevent alzheimer's disease and uh, how it's so high in polyphenols and that there are so many good properties with coffee so i'm curious why you have that in your book
0: yeah and again again there are great there are great properties in everything that i've mentioned okay uh even in alcohol Uh, there's a great thing i saw on facebook the other day it says move over coffee this is a job for alcohol and I, i started laughing that's what it's about it's about jarring your system up and down up and down up and down and talking about the woman I told you who had cancer who lived on coffee all day until she drank wine so what you're doing is you, you don't have a homeostasis you're not creating homeostasis in your body your body is constantly either high or low or high or low sugar and then down with breads and then up with sugars and then down with me so it's getting off the roller coaster which is more important than anything uh, midday, four o'clock in the afternoon, you're like you just ate this big gnarly lunch that is so bad for you. So, and you're thinking, oh my god, I'm so tired. I can't believe I need to go into a food coma. And then what do you do? You drink coffee
1: yeah. to get
0: you back up again. So it's the roller coaster, and not finding things that nourish you and give you energy, but utilizing and using um, things that are actually causing your body harm. I have nothing against coffee. Um, I have nothing against uh, wine. I have nothing against tequila in particular. Um, in fact, tequila is my, my, my best friend, but, um, these are things that we have to pay attention to. When are we abusing it? When are we overdoing it? And that's why it's not no nos. It's knowing the nose, paying attention to what we're using too much. And how do we eliminate these, um, these drugs from our system, these inflammatory responses from our body? Like, you know, I go on vacation and I love to have wine with dinner. I notice on day 3 that I can't fit into my clothes. I know I'm inflamed. It's not because I ate anymore, it's because I drank 4 glasses of wine every night. Sure. So my body is having a reaction by blowing up. Well, what does that tell you? It tells you it's inflammatory. So maybe I shouldn't have 4 glasses of, of wine. And certainly I'm not going to come home and continue that 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 cycle. Right.
1: Right. You did have a so- great bar there at the retreat.
0: Yeah, we agree exactly, and we make fantastic handcrafted cocktails.
1: But, sure, but yeah, from, people with stuff but, from your garden.
0: Exactly, and we don't really have people who come. They'll have a couple cocktails and, and a nice bottle of organic, you know, biodynamic wines. We even do wine tastings, um, but they're not sitting by the pool sloshing and, you know, having spring break in, no. in Daytona Beach. That's that's where it's like okay you can be healthy, you can have fun, um, you can expand out and still be, you know, you can still be healthy. It's about finding that balance. So, we also serve a filet mignon. We serve lamb. We serve um, fresh-caught fish. We serve um, good poultry. Uh, these are things that we, we do serve there. It's not absolutely no. We don't give huge portions. We're not eating a 36-ounce steak. Um, it's all Uh, locally sourced from good uh, farms and it's just small portions of meat that 20, 20, 60 again with lots of vegetables and your salad is your, your lunch is basically, um, greens and just doing that, just having that breakfast and then having a beautiful vegetable bar for lunch and then having, um, a small piece of protein in the evening. People feel great in fact, we get a lot of we get a lot of Costa Ricans coming in who ask for protein. So they have this beautiful, they come for day passes or for the night, and they'll come and they'll ask for a protein plate because they, they don't know. They're like, what a meal without meat? Sure. What does that what does that feel like? You know? Because it is about balance and it's about you know finding that right rhythm inside your body. So I still have coffee every morning. You know, I do low acid. I do a low acid coffee in my almond milkshake love it it's like almond milk low acid coffee a frozen banana ready for my day um when i'm in costa rica i have a cup of costa rican coffee because it's so good um you have to have costa rican coffee.
1: exactly it's a shame not to
0: yeah but i've got i've even have staff members who and and they're sneaking in the back they're buying stuff at the store and they're eating breads and they're eating you know their processed meats i can't stop my staff from doing what they're used to um, and they, midday, they're like, oh, I need coffee. Of course they need coffee. They just ate a pound of, you know, processed meat and a big loaf of bread.
1: Right. Right. And that's
0: not making them feel good. But the the guests aren't asking for it. They're like, oh, I'd like some mint tea, please, from the garden. Because it feels good. They don't need that pick-me-up. They're not exhausted from, you know, their digestive system, you know, completely utilizing every enzyme left in their system to, to eat something that they can't, your body can't process
1: oh of course that, diana before uh, we wrap up i wanted to ask you just to, for a small primer for everyone listening about probiotics and prebiotics because you talked about people's bodies and digestive systems being inflamed you talked about uh Fungal growth, things like Candida, and uh, just in case someone's still in, in the dark about that, maybe could could you name a few foods that would be really good for them to eat and just give everyone a, a quick primer on that?
0: Um, for, you uh, mean for pro- Candida? Uh, no, just or probiotics. for probiotics. Yeah, well, you know, um, probiotics come from <laughs> uh, yogurt, uh, kimchi, sauerkrauts, um any kind of good bacteria you put in your body is wonderful. Uh, you can also take probiotics. The only thing about probiotics is that they 're transient means they don 't grow or cultivate in your system without prebiotics. So when you have prebiotics, which are basically plant based foods it 's high fiber non digestible plant based foods so there are certain ones that are more prominent like asparagus or artichokes, uh, Jerusalem artichokes. Um, Again, inulin, which by the way you're going to send me a note on that. Yes, Um, there there are, yeah, chicory root tubers in general have a lot of prebiotics. So if you're eating a uh, diet rich in plant based foods, and then you throw in some uh, goat yogurt, some you know whole whole milk yogurt, some sauerkraut, not with sugar in it, not yoplait, nothing you know that's flavored, just. That sour, delicious, cultured foods, cultured foods, cultured sour cream, cultured butters, even un-pasteurized.
1: because those have Very unpasteurized
0: important. yeah, and they what they do is they have um, they 're they're, they're all the lactobacillus, and there 's several million strains of lactobacillus, and those are what your body needs that 's remember the whole acidophilus craze. So you get acidophilus from yogurt, you get lactobacillus, you get all the different strains and vary your probiotics. So if you're taking a probiotic now and you're like, oh, I've got 70 billion strains of this probiotic, it's just transient. Remember, you pop it in, it does a little good. It's like, you know, it's kind of scratching. It's going down your intestines, your intestinal walls and it's scratching going, hey, you know that I was here. And then it comes out the other end. But if you have a plant-based diet, which is soil, basically a fertilized soil in your gut so when you plop a probiotic in there it begins to cultivate in this fibrous material inside your intestines and it grows and when you cultivate one probiotic strain one bacteria it feeds and cultivates another your body is made up of billions of of microbiota okay and it's unique to only you so You can't just take one strain and think you're going to cure your gut. How you know you've got good bacteria in your gut is you are – let's talk about farting again. You are pooping gigantic, beautiful poo-poos.
1: So beautiful.
0: (laughs) So beautiful. And you're like, wow, my intestine is happy. And if you're not, your bacteria is off. Period. End of story. If you're – if you're getting sick often, your bacteria is off. Your immune system is down. If your hormones are out of balance, your bacteria is off. If you're if you're feeling um, tired or depressed, your bacteria is off. It's just really important that everything begins in the gut. 85% of all disease begins in the gut, and if your gut is not taken care of, then you can't you can't flourish. That's where they call it flora, right? Good gut flora is for you to flourish.
1: That's, yeah, so So, important for your immune system. So
0: important. So as you can see, I mean, if we were to step 10,000 feet up and do a, a, you know, a nice little overhaul of what we just discussed, it's about finding balance. It's about paying attention to the nose, not eliminating them completely because you don't have to. It's about paying attention and not so much what you put in your body, but what you don't put in your body. You know, we're so busy throwing stuff in that we're not paying attention to what we're also putting in. Eliminate the foods that weigh you down and fill it with good plant-based food. You can't go wrong. You just can't.
1: Diana, I think that's a a great recap right there. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) I, I really like your concept of knowing the no's. It doesn't mean they're always a no, but you at least need to know about them and, uh, Yeah. I I really, I like when uh, I heard someone say once that you should think about your body like a garden and you should garden it. So don't just throw the same stuff in there all of the time. Think about how you can put more diverse uh, probiotics into your body. I think that's, that's so important. Don't just blast your system with the same one all the time and then you're going to have an overgrowth of that uh, overgrowth of that weed in your garden and so uh yeah i I really appreciate your approach
0: yeah thank you
1: you're very welcome you know
0: uh, hopefully people hear this will want to come and experience a week of what it feels like to really feel good because the idea of the retreat is to experience it and take it home with you so you recognize what it is
1: absolutely
0: yeah. Otherwise, you're just going crazy, spinning your cycle, you know, spinning your wheels, trying to figure out what's what's the best approach.
1: No, that that's great, Diana. And your book is called Get Naked Fast, stripping away the foods that weigh you down. Do you have any other links or URLs where people can go and find more about your work?
0: Well, dianastobo.com has you know, a whole plethora of I have written 15 books and you know, lots of good recipes, lots of good tidbits. You can get on my email list and I will send you constant um, you know, blogs and information, anything that's new and hot. And I do have a program called the Naked Challenge, which is a 10-day detox. People not only lose 10 pounds, but you know, get off arthritis medication, antidepressants. I'm not promising that because I'm not a doctor, but this is the feedback that I get from people. Is they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea the food I was eating was affecting every single part of my life. And in 10 days, we're able to heal themselves. So, And I do retreats on my own. They're called the Diana Stobo Lifestyle Retreats at um, Costa Rica that um, start off with a detox and end with a wine tasting. <laughs> so you really get a sense of what it's like to live um, fully, you know, because that's what we're all about here. Is It's not how long we live. It's about how well we live.
1: Sure. And most people just go to a to a retreat and they eat all vegan all of the time and they feel great and then they go back to their real life and they just go back to their same habits but if you have a little bit of a balance during their retreat, i think that's an excellent play exactly sounds good diana well yeah thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it thanks matt yo live different podcast listeners you know what to do You love the episode if you listened this far. Go to iTunes. Show us some love. Please, that's all we ask. A little five-star review. Just a little review. That's all we need. Send it to a friend who needs to get their ass in gear. We're trying to do good work here, and we need your help. Hey, you know what? Special offer. Send me an email personally. I will write back. Matt at under30experiences.com, I want to know your feedback, and then I want to meet you in person. Maybe our yoga retreat, maybe our fitness retreat, who knows. Check out under30experiences.com. Go do something awesome with your life.